Hello, and welcome to the Aligned Inside podcast. I'm your host, Erin Maryhew, and I'm here to help you experience new levels of well-being, fulfillment, connection, and joy, all by unlocking the inner freedom to embody the truth of who you are. I want to explore with you how incredibly powerful it is to align your energy and listen to your intuition, and I hope I can demystify, normalize, and help you embrace all the dimensions of your humanness along the way. I'm so honored you're here, and I'm excited to be on this beautiful, ever-evolving journey with you toward a life that feels truly aligned inside. Here we go. Hello again. I am just sitting here having a moment of celebration that I want to invite you into with me, which is that this is episode 10 of the podcast. And the reason that that's a celebration that actually didn't register in me with the last episode, but it's just catching up with me right now, is that data indicates that most new podcasts don't make it past their eighth episode. And it's actually a phenomenon called pod fade. And so when I started considering starting a podcast, I was really motivated and committed to make this a ritual that I enjoyed in my life, which check, I'm enjoying it. It's so beautiful. I'm so glad you're showing up for it. And also I was really like, I'm going to make it past episode eight and I'm going to make it way beyond episode eight. So here we are. The momentum is here and I just wanted to celebrate with you that I am showing up for this and it's actually kind of a beautiful segue into the topic of this episode. So this is part three of this little mini series. Is it alignment or is it something else? And the topic for today is self-sabotage. So it just feels like this little synchronicity of, oh yeah, right, The topic is self-sabotage, and here I am actively keeping an eye on not letting pod fade happen, not self-sabotaging around this project that really does mean so much to me and that really does feel like it's something that wants to come through me and that is really aligned for me. So yay, thanks for celebrating that with me. Okay, so self-sabotage. You know, it's interesting. I don't really use this word very often in my practice. I know it's a pretty common term in the coaching industry and the kind of personal development, self-help industry. But for whatever reason, I just find that it um, it carries a bit of harshness energetically with it. And it can really lend itself to self-criticism. And typically when we're engaging in any form of self-sabotage, That's the last thing we need to pile on. (laughs) We don't need to be more critical on ourselves. And I've also just found that when someone realizes that they're in self-sabotage, it can just bring up shame. And there are gentler ways to talk about it. So having said all of that, I am going to use the word self-sabotage to sort of talk about this realm of behavior that is reinforcing pre-existing limiting beliefs about ourselves and life. And I want to unpack it with you and I want to talk about why sometimes we don't even realize that we are engaging in some form of self-sabotage, but thinking 
honestly believing that we are in alignment. And I really want you to look out for this in your experience. And I want to remind myself of this because, yeah, it's such an easy place to go on autopilot. And wow, it can make such a big difference when we start to really bring care and attention to this discernment. So, all right, self-sabotage at its essence is about engaging in behaviors that block or undermine your own well-being and fulfillment. So self-sabotage is the behaviors, but the behaviors are always coming from a root-level belief system. And the belief system that self-sabotage comes from is the protective mechanisms that we internalize to try to get safety, love, and belonging early in our lives. I really like a compassionate lens on self-sabotage that I've heard. I don't remember where I heard it. I've heard it from several different sources. And that is that self-sabotage is essentially just misguided self-love. And I really enjoy that frame, and I think it removes some of the stigma and some of the shame around it. Because ultimately, all the beliefs that lead us into self-sabotaging behaviors are there originally to try to protect us. And that energy of self-protection is coming from a place of self-love. We want safety. We want love. We want belonging. And these are beautiful things to prioritize in our lives. But the issue is that a lot of the beliefs that we picked up don't actually match the truth of the freedom of possibility that exists in our adult lives. So most of the beliefs that are running in our subconscious, they were never designed for our true thriving. They were designed for survival. They were designed to help us fit into the existing mold of whatever family or social unit we came up in, and that's it. So self-sabotage is just self-love running an outdated program. And we've got to keep that in mind so that we don't get really hard on ourselves or make ourselves wrong when we notice, oh, I'm in self-sabotage. When I was brainstorming for this episode, the image that came to me was an invisible fence. So I'm thinking of like when someone has a dog and they they get like a shock collar for the dog so that there's not a physical fence in their yard, but the dog, when it crosses that line, gets a shock, right? And it deters them, hopefully, (laughs) from running out beyond that line. And I think that our self-sabotage is a little bit like that shock collar that shows us, oh, I'm hitting up against the invisible fence, which is ultimately the constraints that I have internalized as limiting beliefs that are mostly unconscious that tell me this is the amount of self-expression that is safe. This is the amount of authenticity that is safe. This is the amount of desiring and receiving your desires that's safe. This is the amount of success or love or well-being or wealth or whatever it may be that will keep you safe. So this invisible fence can also be thought of like a ceiling, right? It's the the well-being ceiling, the well-being and fulfillment ceiling 
that naturally gets constructed through the sum of our life experiences and how we interpret those life experiences. I always think about how trauma is not the events themselves. It's how we internalize traumatic events that really lives in us as trauma. So our ceiling is not coming from just what has happened to us. It's coming from how we have interpreted and internalized what is safe in life. How much space can I take up? How much of my power can I show to the world? How much of my truth can I share? The last image that came to me about self-sabotage was like blinders that keep us on the straight and narrow path. They keep us in the realm of certainty. And we put on those blinders because we want life to be predictable. We want to survive, right? So anything that is unknown or uncertain or could put us at risk of harm or rejection, that's going to register as a threat. And so we put on the blinders so we don't even entertain something that could damage our sense of safety and security and our survival. So I hope this is really humanizing self-sabotage for you. I think it's really essential to humanize this self-protective instinct that arises when we move toward a level of well-being that challenges what we've known in the past. Now I want to talk about why self-sabotage can sometimes feel like alignment or why it's so easy to think that we're acting from alignment when really we are full-on in self-sabotage. And I think at the heart of this is that there is a fundamental confusion that many of us have between truth and familiarity. And we tend to think that what is familiar is right and true for us. <laughs> and it takes tools and self-awareness and practice to really be able to grasp on an energetic level when something is just familiar and therefore we gravitate toward it because that's what our nervous systems are trained to do or when something is actually true and right for us. And sometimes what is true and right for us will land in the realm of the familiar, but more often than not, it will land in the realm of the unfamiliar, which our nervous system registers as not right. Like the nervous system is always going to get activated by something that feels outside of that invisible fence. So self-sabotage comes in to say, come on back home. Come on, away from the fence, move away from the fence, and we feel relief. We feel relief. We're like, oh, good, the familiar. And we can mistake that relief for a feeling of alignment. But I've had enough honest conversations with enough human beings to know that we actually, if we really slow down and listen to ourselves, we are not that easily fooled. We do know the difference between that relief of returning to the familiar or pursuing the familiar and the grounded knowing when something is genuinely true for us. Self-sabotage is always coming from a paradigm that says only certain things are possible and what's possible is only what you've already experienced 
So just stick with what you know. Stay in bounds. That's kind of the energy of self-sabotage. Whereas alignment is always coming from a paradigm that says all things are possible. Imagine the more beautiful world that your heart knows is possible. Go beyond the horizon. Dream. So I think a really beautiful coaching question to kind of probe when you're trying to discern is this self-sabotage or is it alignment is just to ask yourself, am I denying myself any part of the more beautiful life that my heart knows is possible? Am I cutting off from my true desires in any way? Because that's a pretty good indicator that self-sabotage is activated. Alignment always wants us to open and expand and receive. It always wants us to see possibility, to find the seat of our power and live from that. So it's never going to place things off limits. Alignment acknowledges reality. It allows us to see things clearly. But it also doesn't pigeonhole us into only the things we've already experienced. There's a strong relationship between our imagination, our desire, and our alignment. I want to tell a story that just kind of is a metaphor for seeing our own self-sabotage. So when I was living in Germany, there was a summer where my ex-boyfriend, who I'd moved there to be with was working full-time and I was free as a bird. I was on summer vacation in between years at college and so my time was wide open and there was a whole city at my fingertips. We were in Hamburg and there was so much to explore. It's a, a very beautiful city with so much culture and there's a bunch of nature and yeah, there were like endless things that I could have spent my days doing. And Interestingly, I really invested myself in renovating this small little courtyard patio that was connected to our ground level unit that we were living in. We lived with a few roommates in like a flat and this little patio courtyard area was kind of where all these units of the building uh, convened. So if you can picture it, it's like a pretty small patio it was right off of our back door, but basically there's like three or four stories of units above us that have a window that look out to that courtyard. And at the time, a lot of people in our building were smokers. And so they would just open their back window and when they were done with their cigarette, they would toss it down onto this patio courtyard area, which actually was a really cute pleasant little courtyard if it didn't have cigarette butts everywhere and, you know, trash being thrown on it. And it was a little bit overgrown as well. There were like weeds and moss. And so I got to work renovating this patio. And my original intention was just to have a little private outdoor space that we could enjoy. But it really kind of snowballed into this bigger project that was quite a lot of effort. And I was spending a lot of time cleaning it. And as the days wore on and I was getting it in better shape and we were starting to use it more, I was noticing that people would still continue to throw their cigarette butts. And there was one day in particular 
that someone literally just like threw a bag of trash onto this courtyard. And at the time, I was just furious about this. It was so frustrating and discouraging. And I don't even really remember what we'd ended up doing in that situation. I think I just sort of decided to abandon the project. But years later, I was brought back to this story and I was unpacking it with my therapist saying, isn't it interesting that in the height of summer, in a beautiful European city, I chose to spend so many hours of my day on a tiny, shady patio cleaning up other people's trash in an environment where the trash was going to continue being thrown. This was not like a one and done. This was like, people are going to continue throwing their cigarette butts down here. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? What is also interesting is that within literally six blocks walk from that very same flat, there was this gorgeous park called Planten und Blomen, which is one of the most beautiful, magical, landscaped garden environments that I've ever seen in my life. It's an expansive public park with exquisite landscaping. Gorgeous, gorgeous garden upon garden. There's little cafes. Like sometimes I just like drift off into imagining Plantinum Blomen because it is so beautiful. It's such a happy place for me. So that park was literally six blocks from where I was staying. And I could have gone and enjoyed the sunlight and the beauty of that environment that it was so well nurtured but I chose to invest my efforts cleaning up the dumping ground of people who didn't care about that environment. So I'm using this as a metaphor and I hope that you can see yourself in it. That is the energy of self-sabotage. Going to Plantin and Blomen metaphorically was venturing into the unfamiliar, the unknown. That patio felt a whole lot more familiar to some energetic pattern within me. It was that invisible fence. Self-sabotage says, well, I might as well just roll up my sleeves and clean up everyone's trash and just keep on working on this same patio because this is certain. This is familiar. This is predictable. I know what's going to happen. The realm of possibility is narrow here. But what if there's an easier option? What if there's a gigantic, bountiful garden six blocks away that if I paused and reflected and asked myself, is this truly serving my well-being? Is this serving the beautiful life that my heart knows is possible? Then I might realize, I want to go find that bigger garden. I want to go find the place where I can enjoy the beauty and the sunlight So I invite you to get really lovingly honest with yourself. What is that patio with the cigarette butts in your life? And what is the beautiful, expansive garden that maybe you're not even considering you could go to instead? What does that look like in your life? I'm going to reflect on this too. 
And I have a feeling that it's going to be really meaningful for both of us. And I'm wishing for both of us that we wake up to the places in our lives where we are cleaning the patio over and over and over when the park is just a short walk away and we can venture outside of the familiar and we can go take in all the beauty that is truly available to us and just waiting for us to come find it. So that's my wish for us. All right. I look forward to being back with you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. It really means a lot. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with people in your life. And if you're loving what you're hearing, I would be so grateful if you gave the show a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss out. I'll be releasing a fresh new episode every week. Speaking of which, I've got some beautiful topics lined up, but I'd love to know what you are curious to hear me explore. Check the show notes for a link where you can send me your ideas and questions. You'll also find links to learn more about me and my work. Thanks again for being here, and I look forward to seeing you next time.